It's Essential Pittsburgh. I'm Paul Guggenheimer. Delirium is an oft-overlooked or misdiagnosed condition where patients experience lethargy, lack of movement, and in some cases, hallucinations. And it can cause serious brain damage, especially to older people. But now West Penn Hospital has developed a new program aimed at treating and reversing delirium's impact. I'm joined now in studio by Dr. Christine Herb. She's Director of Geriatric Education for Allegheny Health Network. Also with us is Dr. Alan Philp, Trauma Program Medical Director for Allegheny Health Network, to talk about this program and also give us some information about delirium. Welcome to Essential Pittsburgh, both of you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And you can join the conversation with a comment or question at 412-246-2002. That's 412-246-2002. Email ESSPGH at WESA.FM on Twitter at ESSPGH. And again, the number 412-246-2002. Let's start by having you explain what delirium is and how dangerous this condition can be. Dr. Philp, let's start with you on that. Sure. Uh our exposure to it is largely through our trauma population. Uh, what we've seen over the last decade or so is as the population has aged, and uh, as an aside, Allegheny County is one of the older counties in the country. Uh, our, we keep hearing that. It is, it's true. It comes, it's absolutely true. It comes true. up often. Uh, and trauma has evolved uh, not in from what you might expect, gunshots and terrible car crashes and so forth, uh, to the point that the primary diagnosis to be actually admitted to a major trauma center is a fall, uh, and at least a third of our population is geriatric. <clears throat> when you take that population and put them in the hospital with injuries, medications, and so forth, delirium's a significant risk for them and poses uh, a challenge not only for their management then, but for their management as they move through their hospital course and even outside the hospital. So being in the hospital induces this state. Absolutely a risk for that. And... So how much of the elderly population has this? So it's not well known exactly how many patients in the elder in the hospital develop delirium. There are study, different studies show different things. Um, some quote 15% of all elderly patients up to 50% in the hospital will develop delirium. And that's all patients in the hospital, um, not just trauma. The reason it's difficult to know exactly how many people develop it is because it's difficult to study. It often does go unnoticed because the patients that have delirium are quiet and sleeping and not bothering anybody. So, all right, I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around this. You're saying that not just elderly, but uh, but the entire demographic of the people that come to into a hospital. That as many as 50% get this? No, in the elderly population. The, oh, strictly in the elderly population. Right. All right, I'm but sorry. But certainly anyone at any age can develop delirium, but being over the age of 70 increases the risk dramatically. Why is that? Likely because as we age, all of us, no matter how healthy you are, you we all tend to have a harder time taking insult. Um, we have lower reserve capacity to deal with any sort of insult to our body. I think you also have a group of people who are often on multiple medications. Uh, You see a decline in their kidney function and then their liver function, which helps them metabolize those things. And then in the setting that's uh, disorienting, often involves uh, using narcotics or other medications that can contribute as well. It's a, a snowball effect. Delirium is often overlooked, and it can be confused with dementia. Why is that? Well, it can be confused with dementia because the patients become confused. But unlike dementia, it's an abrupt change in their mental status. 
dementia is more progressive with time. And it can be confused because people don't have an understanding of the difference that delirium is an acute change that happens to patients uh, for a variety of reasons and risk factors when they come into the hospital. And unlike dementia, it may get better, although in some instances it does not. And, and of course, anytime you hear the word hallucinations, which comes can come into the picture in extreme cases of this, how does that manifest itself? People are people are are seeing things that aren't sure. there. Yeah, I think the, uh, the the challenge that we see in the hospital is that it's very difficult to maintain their ongoing care. So, for example, if you have someone who's very confused uh, and believes, for example, that the family or their hospital staff are uh, there to injure them, they try and get out of bed and move, and uh, then they're subject to fall risk, and uh, they won't participate in their medication regimens, and all the efforts that are being made to help them uh, become much more difficult. So you see these, uh, and they they really believe all these things that they're they're perceiving. And so that can pose a danger to them and the people around them. Sure. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Herb, one of the things that's happening at uh, here in Pittsburgh uh, w- at West Penn is that you're, there's a program in which you're bringing in volunteers to work w- to specifically work with these patients. Talk about what they do and how they try to head this delirium off, this condition off. So we are bringing the HELP program to West Penn, which stands for Hospital Elder Life Program, and it's a well-validated delirium reduction intervention that's been done in over 200 hospitals worldwide. And essentially, these volunteers do what we call low-cost, high-touch interventions. They come into the patient's room and reorient them, but not in a very direct way. They talk to them about things that are happening out in daily events, in the news. They just chat with them about their lives to keep them awake and alert during the day. They will also help uh, feed them so that they're not getting dehydrated. Or, you know, some of these older adults, if they're in the hospital, may have a hard time opening their food or, or cutting things up, and therefore they don't eat and they become malnourished, which can lead to delirium. So they do those sorts of interventions. Uh, they can help get them out of bed into a chair Um, And then also as part of the program, we have clinical specialists that will look at medications that the patient's on and make uh, recommendations to the patient's care team that maybe some of these medicines should be stopped or changed because they would also increase the risk that this patient will develop delirium. And where do the volunteers come from and how are they trained? So the volunteers are mostly college students that um, are interested in health professions, not necessarily becoming a physician, but any health profession. Um, That's the largest portion of the volunteers and some retirees. They go through a rigorous training process uh, through our STAR Center, which is a simulation center. Um, And there are protocols that are used through the program. The program was developed out of Yale. And the when you start the program, all of those protocols are available. And, and I'm, I'm guessing you have to screen these volunteers as well? Correct. They have to be screened and go through the same training as any volunteer or anyone that works in the hospital. They'd have to learn privacy lo- rules and, um, you know, make sure that they're up to the task. They also, they have to provide a, a significant commitment of six months, um, a sh- one shift a week at least. So it's a, it's a big job that they do. It's Essential Pittsburgh. I'm Paul Guggenheimer, and we're talking about the condition of delirium and how it's being treated 
in Pittsburgh, in particular a program at West Penn Hospital, and also what the Allegheny Health Network is doing to deal with delirium and uh, reverse its impact. You can join the conversation at 412-246-2002 with our guest, Dr. Christine Herb, Director of Geriatric Education for Allegheny Health Network, and Dr. Alan Philp, Trauma Program Medical Director for AHN. And I'm curious how long delirium lasts. I guess it depends, you know, on a case-to-case basis. It, that can vary. But um, I'm, I'm sure that's one of the concerns that people have when they when someone they know is diagnosed with this. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, this is uh, challenging medically, but it's really challenging socially. It's uh, it's terribly frightening and disruptive for the families to to have a, a, a grandparent or a parent, for example, who was seemingly normal one day when they come to visit the next day is hallucinating and confused. Um, <clears throat> on the short end, I think a couple of days potentially in milder cases. Uh, in longer cases, it can go on well past hospital discharge and, as Dr. Herb said, it can sometimes even lead to long-term disability. How many other hospitals in the area have adopted this? Pro- you mentioned, uh, Dr. Herb, that there are some 200 other hospitals around the globally that are that are uh, involved with uh, in instituting these kinds of methods that uh, you are promoting. Uh, but how many hospitals, other hospitals other than West Penn in the area, have adopted this program? So, to my knowledge, specifically to the HELP program, there's only one other, one other hospital in the area, and that would be Shady Side. Let's take a call at four one two. 246-2002 from Dan in O'Hara Township. Hi, Dan. You're on Essential Pittsburgh. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I was just listening at lunch here, and it sounds like that's what my mother's been going through off and on. She's 87 in the nursing home in Oakmont, and she just had a, a slight case of pneumonia, and she had a urinary tract infection, and she got dehydrated, and she started getting really paranoid in the nursing home, which is kind of out of the ordinary of, uh, you know, they wanted to hurt her, they were poisoning her food, and and in the past she's had hallucinations. But after they get her on the antibiotic and it runs its course and does its job, she's come out of it every time. And this has happened about five times in the last three or four years. Does that sound like it would be delirium? Yes, that does sound like it would be delirium because it's an abrupt change and likely due to her medical conditions of urinary tract infection or any infection that she had. And dehydration actually is probably the number one cause in older adults um, for delirium. So certainly if she gets an infection and becomes dehydrated, she can become delirious. But if she goes back to her baseline or close to it, then it would be likely the case. So for Dan or anybody else who has is experiencing something similar, any re- particular recommendations? I think that, you know, what we try to do in the hospital setting is prevent delirium before it occurs. Um, by monitoring for these risk factors like dehydration, pain, medications that may offend. But once the once the um, effects of this are become become uh, uh, obvious, then what do you do? So, see, that's the unfortunate case. So that's why we try to prevent it because, unfortunately, sometimes people don't recover from delirium even if you've treated the underlying causes, and it can have just as significant mortality as having a heart attack. Um, if you start to see delirium, then you want to try to get to the root cause of it and treat it as, as quickly as possible. We're down to just a few seconds. Dr. Philp, has there been a decrease in cases of delirium since the institution of the HELP program? I think it's been a great step forward. I think what we need to do is do more of it. 
Unfortunately, we're out of time for this segment, but I want to thank you both for being with us to answer our questions. Dr. Christine Herb, Director of Geriatric Education for Allegheny Health Network, and Dr. Alan Philp, Trauma Program Medical Director for Allegheny Health Network, talking about delirium. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. We're out of time for today. Until tomorrow, I'm Paul Guggenheimer. You can follow me on Twitter at WESA Paul. So long for now.